Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Gordon, we're going to talk to Sam Amon coming up here momentarily. Have you been following this story about a, a possible second bubble for the NBA teams not included in the first bubble? I have not. I remember there were being talk about some sort of provision for them, but uh, is it actually going to happen? Well, here's the thing. Adrian Wojnarowski and others at ESPN uh, reporting the NBA is closing in on signing off on a second bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that were not invited to play in Orlando, enabling many many training camps and subsequent games against other clubs with a target date of September. All right. Uh, well, uh, that, that just, uh, is like a bunch of practices, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I mean, it is. I, 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 th- I think it's a good thing. Um, I, I wonder how the payment is going to be, you know, there, there, are they going to get full game salaries for doing that? It's a good question because it doesn't amount to anything. doesn't count for anything. Right. And it's. I, I'm really fine with it, but I wouldn't say that it's necessary. I'm not. I, I would not. If I'm a player, if I'm an established player in a league, I'm not really, I'm not overly enthused about that. Uh, may, maybe if I felt like my game was rusty and I hadn't been able to, to get out and and uh, play, uh, then, then, then I would sign off on that. And maybe they could make it fun for those guys somehow. Well, let's ask uh, let's ask Sam about it. Yeah. Uh, it's time for your daily assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for the Athletic, Sam Amick, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, of course, from The Athletic, our friend Sam Amick. Sam, hello. Hello, guys. How we doing? We're hanging in there, Sam. Uh, we hope you are, too. We're just kind of... Uh, jump in on our conversation we're just kind of digesting this second bubble concept in chicago uh that we're learning about do you have thoughts on what they're trying to do here yeah i mean um they've been trying for quite some time to find uh, some solutions for the eight teams not headed to orlando and you know there's a lot of interest from most of those teams in essentially not going from march to november without their players doing anything organized without competing. And so, you know, a bunch of teams had volunteered to host a, what would be a second campus similar to Orlando. Some teams, you know, preferred to do something in their home market. Um, It's uh, today's news that, you know, like I reported last week that there was some optimism and Michelle Roberts, the executive director of the players association had said publicly that, she had reservations and really she wanted the same level of safety in a possible second campus that they had established in the first one in Orlando. So 
Uh, today, Chicago emerges as a possible site of the second campus, but I think we still have a little ways to go here. I, I did confirm that on today's call with GMs of those interested teams in the NBA, that Chicago was presented as the only, you know, like the focus in terms of uh, a possible city, but it was definitely also told that it's not close and it's not for sure. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's basically the league trying to, to keep its players busy somehow, but obviously to do it safely. Sam, uh, Adam Silver sort of left the door open a little bit for the possibility that uh, this thing might not happen. Uh, that's not likely, but, man, it's a little scary right now what's going on in Florida. It is, for sure. Um, you know, if you listen to the experts in the medical community, you you get a real sense that, I mean, common sense – you don't have to have your doctor to understand some of the concern here because the more COVID-19 cases there are around that campus, then the more uh, likelihood that somebody might penetrate that environment, you know, and get too close to a staff member or a player. And obviously, you know, you could have a super spreader event from there. Um, but the flip side of that is that you continue to talk to people who try to add perspective and I'm talking NBA people, uh, by saying, you know, they get the concern, but based on all the precautions being taken, one could also make the argument that it's a far safer environment than the vast majority of places in this country right now. Um, so, you know, it's it's just everybody's going to be on edge until they get to Orlando, if they get to Orlando, and then you see what happened in the MLS this week where the, the soccer league got to Orlando, they have a similar setup and they already have positive cases from inside their campus. And that's obviously what they were hoping to avoid and what the NBA fears, you know, when they arrive. Sam Donovan Mitchell uh, had kind of a zoom press conference today and he addressed um, his relationship with Rudy Gobert. And he said that they're ready to go and ready to hoop. Uh, but one thing he did say, he said that they also had some, on the court friction uh, this year. Um, and it kind of begs the question, how do you feel about Rudy and Donovan's fit together as, as kind of a NBA one-two punch? Do you like their games together? Uh, I mean, for the most part, yeah. They've done some good work together and obviously two incredibly important players for their program. I think, you know, that a lot is going to ride on how they compete together in Orlando. Again, let's assume that they can pull this project off and get there and play all these games. Because if it doesn't go well, which it, it might not, then I think the Jazz got some tough decisions to think about. You know, Rudy, I believe, has one year left on his deal. Donovan is up for an extension. And just kind of, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I'm not in Salt Lake City, and I'm not local media that has a pulse on this that, that I simply couldn't have by not being there. I do talk to that group on a fairly consistent basis, and just my this is just me and my gut. I mean, you know, it doesn't just doesn't seem like the greatest dynamic. It's not, you know, nobody's trying to sit here and say it's Kobe Shaq Part Two. Uh, and first of all, that that'd be pretty damn good. They got three titles together, but um, but it's it just. I watched Donovan's media today, and he he is very good at 
being very deliberate about what he says. And that almost kind of heightens your, like I listened very closely to the way he chose to frame this thing. And I understand that technically speaking, he said that their relationship was very good, but anybody who watched the video and watched his body language and watched, like it was a very tepid response to, you know, there was no love and affection being shared and telling everybody to, to leave Rudy alone because he's my guy. I mean, that certainly didn't happen. And I'm not saying by any means that it should have. Uh, what's real is real, but it seemed like he just essentially said that, that me and this other coworker are doing fine and we're going to go do our jobs. Sam, how often, I don't know if Jake agrees with me, but it, it, it seems like uh, Donovan is at 23, he's evolving into the adult Donovan Mitchell, the, 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 a stronger presence, a more confident presence, not just in basketball, but in all matters. And uh, have you seen that? Have you seen that a lot in covering uh, young stars where they, they are transitioning from sort of these young kids into men? Yeah, no question. Um, I don't. I don't know that it's. It's certainly not unique to this generation. But there, there's a, quite a few guys like that. It is, you know, it's funny because I was reading some quotes from Zion Williamson today in his media session, and he is turning 20 soon, or maybe he just turned 20. I forget. And he talked about his birthday and how he had not felt like a teenager for a long time. And you know, and, and in general, he's another guy that has very quickly learned how to carry himself and and knowing that the spotlight is on all the time. And Donovan's experience was not like Zion's in terms of the spotlight early on, but it certainly has picked up steam very quickly once he started doing good things within the NBA. And, yeah, he's – I mean, he's always been composed publicly um, – and, and, you know, the way that he's moved through this pandemic period has been fascinating because, you know, Tim McMahon, a, a buddy of mine, writer for ESPN, asked him on the call very fairly, like, why did you choose not to address the situation with Rudy all that much publicly and let people essentially speculate? And he had a very pragmatic answer where he just said, first of all, I, you know, I've spoken to the people internally and that's who matters most. You know, secondly, I'm not looking to – I forget how he phrased it, but basically I'm not looking to to give you guys content um, just to, to give you something to write about, to talk about. Uh, and it was hard to argue with his logic. So he does that a lot where you – you know, it, it's not hard to see where he's coming from when he tries to analyze either his situation or the team's situation. And he's among the more poised guys who are still fairly young. Um, and, you know, yeah, I think he's only getting better on that front. Even the way that he you know, he talked about the Black Lives Matter issues and, and some of the more bigger than basketball stuff that is front and center right now, and I thought he did a nice job there too. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, uh, Sam, as I've uh, been paying attention, as we all have, to players who will not go to the Orlando uh, bubble for a variety of reasons, um, I, I see Avery Bradley for the Lakers not going, and it seems to me that that might be the most impactful one uh, just because he's a starter for them. And uh, I know we all you know, have our opinions on J.R. Smith, but he can't 
you know, replace Avery Bradley. He's he's a great player. What do you what do you think about that? What do the Lakers? Where do the Lakers go? And is there a consequential, more consequential player than I'm not thinking of? Um, man, I gotta memorize this list. You know, you have right. I mean, you got guys. You have guys that have contracted COVID, and the typing you hear it. I'm gonna. Sorry, Tim, I always seem to put you on the spot every week. I apologize. I should should send my question in advance. (laughs) What do you think? I do this for a living or something? (laughs) Um, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon is who came to mind. He tested positive. Right. And so let's see, you know, if we get to see Malcolm from the very beginning. That's an extremely important player for the Pacers. Um, I think he he would trump Avery. But Avery, because, first of all, you're talking about you know, Pacers versus Lakers, one's a title contender, one is not. Um, and then the margin of difference between Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, who I think we all agree those are the top three, it's um, – and Avery Bradley, a guy like that, could be the determining factor. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, it, it, when you have that little space between elite teams, then that could be the case. In fact, I'm going to write a little bit about that in this notebook I'm doing today for tomorrow about how I talked to one scout who felt like uh, Jr. if he's anything close to a good version of Jr. from the past, that he actually thought they got better because um, shooting was such a deficiency that Jr. should be able to fill that. And then I talked to another scout who saw it the exact same, uh, opposite way, I'm sorry, um, and that the, uh, the reliability of, and Avery Bradley and what he gives you defensively was going to be missed a pretty great deal by the Lakers. So, you know, that one's big. And then, listen, Dwight Howard is still on the fence about playing. I think Dwight will play, but he's known to be unsure at this point. And it appears partly because his six-year-old son uh, lost his mother recently, and that's a real tough personal situation. And on top of that, he had some strong views about you know, how his voice should be used in, in terms of Black Lives Matter. So, the Lakers, I think we're safe saying at minimum, the Lakers have more uncertainty with their group than any of the other elite teams because the Clippers and the Bucks are squared away. They don't have injuries. They don't have coronavirus tests uh, positive. And they, you know, they have Giannis out of the Kumpo with the Bucks now fully healthy. He had a knee problem when the season was suspended. You know, Clippers appear to have everybody feeling good. So, um, you know, that, that I think is going to be uh, on display once they get there. Once play begins again, it'll be uh, fascinating to watch and see if everyone stays healthy, Sam. But uh, I'm looking at the Nets. Is there anybody left on their roster to play? <laughs> yeah, that's one where you, you kind of wish there was like an exemption where you could just tell them, never mind, stay home. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, I guess I should be happy for Jacques Vaughn because, you know, ESPN reported – sometime this week that they were speculating that Jock would ultimately get that Nets job permanently, which was, it's counterintuitive, right? Because we thought that he was coaching for his job and that anything other than some success would lead to him being replaced because now you got no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant, no DeAndre Jordan, no Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I don't know if I'm losing anybody else out, but yeah, I mean, they just were decimated and, now the problem is, it's like to me, it's a compound interest type dynamic. Meaning that all the players who remain, like if you want to see, maybe I'll be wrong, but I, if you want to see what like player tanking looks like, you know, I think 
watching a Nets game might be a safe bet in Orlando because I just cannot imagine that those remaining guys are going to be having fire in their bellies, so to speak, and having the level of competitiveness that they would have had if they thought they had a real crack at this thing. Sam Amick of The Athletic uh, with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Sam, I want to ask you about the overall price tag for the Orlando bubble. At, uh, we found out $150 million. But I, I got to tell you, I, I did feel some sense of relief that the Disney company is ripping off the NBA just like they rip off the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, clearly, we're not on ESPN Radio right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's wild. Um, I I thought you were going to go a different way, Jake. I don't have you know that number is so big, but I thought it was weird that it got showcased and featured in the way that it did. In terms of like, okay, you're spending 150 million. Well, like we've reported several times, you're getting approximately 900 million back, and that's just in national TV money alone. You know, there's all kinds of other revenue streams that don't get taken into account. I believe I've seen some estimates that even double that number and get it up near $2 billion um, in terms of the the final money earned, potentially. So, you know, pretty good kind of value on the dollar. And But it's it's also, yeah, all the tests um, cost a ton of money. The exorbitant food cost is tied directly to how careful they're being. Even with me, I'm tentatively planning on going into the bubble on the back end so I wouldn't get inside. I would do things from home until late August, and then I would go for the second round, the conference finals and the finals. But, um, you know, food would be delivered to your room most of the time. It's just not – it's just a very different financial structure because of, you know, players aren't going to dinner at at a restaurant and – swiping a personal credit card or anything it's it's all very very different and and obviously very costly I, I had just seen a picture from somebody from Major League Soccer who had sent out this picnic lunch that they got that supposedly cost $75 or something just crazy. Right. And I just remember right. the prices for food at Disney World when I was there. <laughs> it's, it's about yeah. the same. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm That's with you. I, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, I grew, up a, I grew up a Disney kid. I'm still bummed that it's going to be weird to go there. And, and uh, I've only been to Disney World once. And, I mean, granted, I, I don't really want to go that badly because my family won't be with me, but it's still it's going to feel very bizarre to be right next to Disney World and, and not be able to actually go partake. But, you see, when, you're, when you reach a status that, that Sam has reached, Jake, he gets to fly in for the best part, you know, the most important part, and doesn't have to trudge through everything in the preliminary stuff. You know, that's, that, <laughs> well, that's Gordon, nice. you know me too well because – Part of it is, I mean, I did want to cover the most high-profile games. I would also be lying to you if I didn't admit I want it to go well for everybody. I want everybody to stay healthy. So I guess technically speaking, that means I definitely hope that I'm there in September and through mid-October. But um, the flip side of that kind of critical thinking is, yeah, if this thing's going to fall apart and can be done after two weeks because – it didn't go well. Um, yes, then I'm, I'm fine watching that happen from home and never going there at all. Yeah. 
Sam, we, as we always. All, I, think, I think we can all relate to where you're coming from on this, Sam, and you've been consistent with that for a long time now. You know, your priorities are in order. You've talked about your concern for your family, and that you love your job, you love your work, but, man, there's just like the players, there's all kinds of things on, on your mind, too, on all of our minds. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I wrote last week that it felt like a rocket launch where they got the rocket off the ground a little bit, and but you're not really at ease until that thing gets back from the space station and, and everybody's safe. So we got a long ways to go. Sam, thank you very much, as always, and we look forward to talking to you next Thursday. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, there you go. Sam Amick, our good friend from The Athletic. We'll talk about what Sam had to say coming up right around the corner. But we are live, of course, at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come by and see us. Uh, price is so low, of course, it will blow your mind. And, you know, one thing, Tom, that I like, and this is such a simple thing, I love it that you guys basically have your own stoplight. I mean, talk about easy. I have two stoplights. I I have one here, and I have one at this little corner on the strip. That's amazing. It's so easy to get in and out. It's great. So nice. Hey, I I just got a text from Lloyd. Okay. So, Austin, I got to tell you, you are my favorite producer jointly with Lloyd now today. (laughs) I don't don't want to offend Lloyd, so. Oh, I like offending Lloyd. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with offending Lloyd. Uh, There's no chance I'm going to offend I'm not going to offend Lloyd, but I won't offend Austin either because he's my homie. It's hard to offend me, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I've heard more passion from you today, Austin, than I think I've ever heard, so I, I, I'm impressed. Hot dogs are not a sandwich, Tom. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> passion. What about mustard or only ketchup? All right. We're out of time. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time. This is a 4th of July boom. I've got gel-infused memory foam pillows that are our neighbors across the street. When you come in, I'll tell you who across the street means. You obviously I know. know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do them instead of for 100 bucks. Nineteen ninety-nine. I have 26 of them. They'll be gone by Saturday. If you want one of these incredibly gel-infused memory foam pillows, come and grab one. A new pillow is isn't that the greatest thing ever too? When you when you've been sleeping on the same flat thing you should have thrown away years ago, and you get a new pillow, and it's like, what was I thinking? A new pillow is great, and as great is new sheets. Yeah. Oh, and so I'm gonna nice. do a deal. For all right. All of, and this is in honor of Austin and Lloyd. If you come in and you buy an adjustable bed, we've done this before. I'm gonna give you your choice: either new sheets or a mattress protector. $140 value on each one. Uh, all you have to do is say, I love Lloyd or I love Austin. Free sheets or free mattress. Those are all yours. They are. I, I have a, a customer who's, I, I was just working with them. They're looking at a, a king adjustable bed. I made them a special deal because we did the cow king. I'm going to do a king deal, king adjustable split. No massage, really nice adjustable bed. No, no massage, though. The entire package. Mattresses. I've got three mattresses to choose from. They're choosing uh, one of my favorite mattresses, nineteen ninety nine. Boom. Wow. That's that's a deal where the mattresses are normally like 1600 bucks per side. Right. You need two of them to make a king. Right, right. That's 3200 bucks, and the bases are 1200 bucks a side. That's an additional 2400 bucks. So instead of six grand. 
$5,900 package. I'm doing it for $19.99. That's incredible. Saving people thousands. Thousands. And then uh, we haven't talked about this today. We've talked about the $499 queen and the $1,200 queen. I've got another queen, head up, foot up, with an incredible mattress that I'll do a special only today and tomorrow. I won't honor it on Saturday. Because Saturday we're going to be overwhelmed because it's 4th of July. Everybody will come in the morning. We close at 5 so we can be with our families on the holiday. I'll do it for eight ninety nine. All right. Encourage people to get in here early. Get in here Love early. It. Come in today. Come in tomorrow. Queen special, head up, foot up with a mattress that's about a $1,700 mattress. Take advantage of it. 86 East University Parkway. That's the one and only Tom from the warehouse. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and right now Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention uh, Jake from The Zone when you call and get fourth room for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning. By the way, band of the day today is uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, selected by our good friend Austin and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. A better version of this song, Gordon, Credence or Tina? They're both good. I know. They are both good. That's why That's why I begged that. You know, my would you rathers. Would you rather Tina or Cle- uh, Credence? Oh, uh, I wish you'd phrase that a little differently. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Their wow. version. Version of the song. Thank you, Gordon. Version uh, of Proud <laughs> Mary. I think I'll go with Tina. Wasn't it? And it was Ike and Tina, right? Uh, do we have to mention Ike? Yeah, let's not talk about Ike. <laughs> that was a bad about, dude. We don't need to talk Scumbag. about Ike. Other than, uh, yeah, I, I believe he was on that song. Yes. All right. So, uh, Tina. Okay. All right. I don't think there's <laughs> a wrong answer there. I'm with you. <laughs> Maybe phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, phrasing. Thank you for pointing that Thank you for pointing that out, Gordon. That that was great. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of had to. Uh, no, I, I, I'm being genuine there. I appreciate you pointing that out. I didn't want to be misunderstood. Uh, Gordon, let's talk about what Sam had to say about Rudy and Donovan. thought that was interesting. We asked him about it, and he uh, had uh, watched the press conference today with, with Donovan. And uh, he, of course, has is, is dialed into the NBA world and has had some reporting on the Donovan and, and Rudy relationship, as uh, as we've talked about in the past. And, um, you know, he's still, you know, it's not he was not real convinced that everything is all uh, sunny and ready to go. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that this stuff, anybody who's ever been part of a team knows that that kind of that kind of situation can exist and i i've heard no one completely flesh it out have you no and it's good that they're at the point where they can play together but the problem is is that the jazz have to make some very major decisions on those two uh you know this upcoming off season i mean they've it's some franchise altering stuff and so if <laughs> have to figure it out there's a lot on the line in this orlando bubble for the jazz they've got to figure a lot of stuff out 
Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, on a lot of levels, and there's a lot of money involved too. You know, for all involved for the franchise, and the re- for Rudy and, and for Donovan. Well, yeah, and the reason that's so important is we've talked about it a thousand times, Jake. That it's not the bad teams that haven't blown their money yet who are in the worst shape. It's the teams that have spent their money and are not at a level where they can really get to the top. And so the Jazz have these decisions to make, and everybody's got to be rowing in the same direction, happily. doesn't have to be best friends, but you have to be have a workable relationship. And, and I agree with what Sam said and what you were saying about the relationship with, uh, with, uh, between those two stars. I don't think it is chummy. Uh, can it be? Can it improve? Yeah. Uh, Donovan says they're ready to hoop together. Maybe that's good enough. But if there is I, any, if there's any real animosity there, it does. It would it would behoove the Jazz in a major way to root it out. Well, see, I, the the beginning part of your comment there, Gordon, I, I think is right on the money. You don't want to become the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Where they pay, they spend all of their payroll on Bradley Beal and John Wall and and a couple of other bad signings actually, but but mainly those two. And those two are great players, but they're not good enough to get the Wizards over the top. And now they don't have anything that they can do. Yeah. So if you're going to invest that kind of money in Rudy and Donovan, it better be good enough. Those two better be good enough and work together well enough to get the Jazz where they want to go because if they're taking up 65% of the salary cap, you know, it's there's not going to be a whole lot left for any extra oomph. And that's why the, the, the Mike Conley trade was so important because we talked about this, that your Rudy and Donovan are only going to be, you know, and it feels weird saying this, but on the cheap for so long. Yeah. So, I mean, th- this is this is really major stuff. It is. And if if it's not going to work on the floor together, then their relationship really doesn't matter all that much, right? <laughs> right. But does it contribute there too? I would hope or, not. I mean, or, Sam, or detract therefrom. I mean, the big fear is right that uh, Donovan will eventually leave because he doesn't like playing with Rudy. I mean, uh, don't, don't a lot of people think that? Isn't that kind of the the fear, whether people want to to admit it or not? The good news about that is, if the Jazz want them together, they can have them together for basically the next four years, three years, regardless of their opinion of each other. But you don't want to do that if they're not going to be good enough together to get you where you need to go. Indeed. Indeed, and if they and if it's going to contribute, if their relationship off the court is going to contribute to that deficit, because the standard is high, and and it's not just coming from us; it's come from Rudy and Donovan. They've said it that they want to win a championship; that that's what they're all about. And uh, so, okay, how's that going to get done? And can it be done? And if it can't be done. Then, then it puts the Jazz in a situation where they have to decide, well, is it better to be good than to uh, and have these guys but not be quite good enough? But that's a lot better than being at the bottom of the standings or, or down, you know, around the eighth spot. The Jazz have been there before. That's no fun being stuck in that 8, 9, 10 situation. Yeah. 
The middle's and, rough. You know, they've experienced that, and they, that's 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 what they got to avoid. Now, I guess it is possible for them to go ahead and sign these guys and then trade them. But if you're paying a supermax situation, then uh, those sometimes those things get a little more difficult to move. But your point, Jake, is really really good. That we're entering entering a, a period of time where the Jazz have major, major decisions to make, and they need every bit of information they can get in order to make them responsibly. And Rudy is really, really good. But is is he good enough to say, pay that man whatever he wants? Because, like, yeah. in the NFL, for example, uh, look at look – at, uh, Look at two different situations. Look at Dallas, who's got Dak Prescott, and they're on the fence about whether or not he's good enough, and they're dragging their feet contractually. Mm -hmm. Then you look at Patrick Mahomes, who is so good that Kansas City has basically just said, yeah, whatever you want, we'll sign the checks. Whatever whatever you can possibly make, we don't care what that is, we'll sign the checks and we'll we'll deal with it, you know? They know know what they've got there in that guy. Right, and and unfortunately for Rudy, he's not not quite in that category where he's good enough that it's the Jazz just go, oh my gosh, just just pay him the money, whatever whatever we can do for you. You know, give him a, a John and Carl scenario, toss him a car dealership. You know, he's just not I don't I don't know if he's not he might be good enough to justify a max deal, but it's not a no brainer, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. They gotta they've gotta answer that question. That's a tricky one. And the question that you asked Sam, getting back, we're sort of going in a circle here, but you asked whether what Sam thought of those two playing together. And we've talked to him about that in the past. Are they good enough? Because if you're going to pay those two guys, th- then you're paying them what the, uh, what LeBron is getting or what Kawhi is getting. And are, are they good enough to be at that level? If they're not good enough, then, then well, okay, join the club, right? Most teams don't have that, that level of talent. But then you're playing for fourth place all the time. Right. You know? It's it's tough. It's a tough business, but I <laughs> I, I I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. But they have to, and if they just want to just be careful and be good, well, you know you can be good with these two. Can you win a championship with them? Yeah, and, and these decisions are really hard. Uh, you know, I'm not in the habit of giving Michael Jordan a ton of credit for being uh, you know a, a good owner, but the truth is the Kemba Walker situation. You know, if they would have really just maxed him out and paid him every penny that they could, it would have been a bad decision for that franchise because Kemba's not good enough to to be the number one on that team and, and get him anywhere, and they were going to pay him like that. And the well, truth the is irony. it's better. Oh, I was going to say it's better for Kemba, too, because he goes to a, a, yeah. a really good team where he's a really great fit. That was that was right. definitely a win-win. And that's what I was going to say. So Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. It worked out nicely there, yeah. It's easier when I can see you, because then I can interrupt you on purpose and not on accident. By accident? Dang it. By accident. That's what (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. It's pronounced Porsche. Okay. Porsche. (laughs) You can pronounce it however you want. I'm just trying to save you from yourself. All right. The the not sports. Some people people just don't want to be saved. Not you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe the not sports report today. It is ludicrous.
Okay, a ludicrous, not sports port, coming up next. I like it. We're live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come by and see us. Don't forget, Jarrell Brantley is going to be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Look forward to speaking to him. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now, your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Thousands of vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, well, we're not going anywhere in particular, but we are going to discuss a very serious uh, issue here. If I were to ask you to, how... Uh, when, when you when you have your last child, what at, what at what age do you think is optimal to do that? Oh, geez, I have no clue. That probably depends on the person, right? Um, uh, that's why I'm asking you. Me? I don't know. Uh, you know, I'd probably like to have them out the door before I'm 70, I guess. Could you see having a, a child uh, 10 years from now? Probably not. Not at 49, no. And how, how much you, say do we really have you, in the Austin? matter? Yeah, and that's, I'm not the one having said child. <laughs> yeah, but you're participating. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Who else would be participating? <laughs> what do you mean, barely? I'll draw you a picture next time I see you. <laughs> okay. Uh, quickly. Ten maybe. months versus ten minutes. Well, anyway. Anyway, uh, okay. The reason I bring that up is, do you know who? Do you know who Bernie Ecclestone is? I do not. <laughs> Wasn't he the boss on the Flintstones? I don't. Know. <laughs> that no. was Mr. Slate. Oh my bad. Remember Mr. Slate? That's right. Yeah. He is the former Formula One mogul. Okay. <laughs> He was given credit for organizing that thing back in the 70s and getting it together and forming it into the $8 billion business that has now uh, been acquired by a U.S. owner, Liberty Media. They bought it in 2017. Well, what's interesting about this? Get a load of it. Bernie and his wife, Fabiana Flossi, that's how you say it, just announced the birth of their first son. All right? Okay. The baby boy was born on Wednesday. His name is Ace. Ace nice. Ecclestone. I like that I name. I like that. I do too. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, now, Bernie Ecclestone happens to be a billionaire. All right? He is 89 years old. Wow. His, so wife, is. his wife is more than half his age, but he had his first son at the age of 89. 
Okay. Now, All right, good I don't for know him. if maybe, maybe Bernie you know, listens to our show and maybe he checks out what goes on with Wasatch Medical. I don't know. No, the most famous person who listens to our show is Jeff, who was on the news once. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 801-901-8000, by the way. Give him a call. Wasatch uh-huh. Medical, 801. 89-year-old Bernie Ecclestone. Is this his only offspring? This is his first son. Ah. He has had daughters Tamara, Petra, and Deborah from previous marriages. And and I, you know, I'm sure his wife is a wonderful woman, but it, she she's a beautiful woman and uh they've been married for uh, since uh, for 8 years now, so it must be true love, of course. But I've seen pictures of this guy between marriages, and let's just say that the the women he hangs out with uh, are supermodels. Uh, is that because he's a billionaire? I, I don't know. Maybe. No, it's because he's funny. Really, yeah, yeah, really. You're, you're, you're actually raising that question? Uh, but that is, 89 is years old, he has his first son. Now, let me ask you this. If you were one of his daughters, would you be bothered because all of of a sudden you've got to split the pie another way, four ways (laughs) instead of three, and this son is just coming in at the end? Yeah, little prince, Ace. (laughs) Ace gets a a full cut, and he came in right there at the end. Oh, I wonder how much Fabiana is going to get. All of it. That would would be her reason for, you know. I I don't know if she would get all of it. Wasn't there that big? Didn't Anna Nicole Smith marry that that old yeah. old guy? And she didn't. Uh-huh. She got cut out, right? Oh, I didn't Maybe. know that. But but she. I mean, Fabiana here is doing some work. You know, she she gave. <laughs> oh stop my it, word! Stop it! No, no she Somebody, gave Bernie his boo. first son. Boo! Boo! Exactly! Boo! Boo! Oh, a really? thousand times! Have you boo. ever given? Have you ever given birth? I have not. No, I didn't think so. No, you're not seahorses. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, I just thought that was rather remarkable for a man who is 89 years old to uh, to have a son. I bet he could daughter. use an adjustable bed. I bet he could. That's that's a good point there. Austin. He looks pretty good for 89, though. I got to give him credit. He looks pretty good, but his wife is less than half. I mean, more than half his age. Uh, does he mean. does he look as good as you do at eighty nine? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a decade on me, but I uh, I hope I oh, okay. In all fairness, he's got more than a decade on you, Gordon. I'm not eleven years old. trying his to wife, age you. His wife is not exactly a spring chicken. She's forty four, and for, you know I don't know what how, I don't know what the limit is on the upper reaches of uh, motherhood. But uh, anyway, I I, I just saw eighty nine year old Papa. That's uh, that's something to aspire to, Austin. No thanks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if if I live long enough uh, or live to eighty nine, and I I dearly hope I do, uh, I I think my fathering days are going to be in the old rearview mirror. I you know I'm not in a hurry to to uh, change diapers again, let alone change some diapers when I'm eighty nine years old. That sounds terrible. At least diapers that are not my own. <laughs> Too easy. But but that may all be true. But physically, you'll be happy to be capable of of such, right? Uh, sure, sure, Gordon. How would you feel about having a newborn at your age right now? How would that no, go over? No. <laughs> How would that be? Well, those days, 
are behind me. That's exactly what I'm saying. You don't but, want to be. That's I mean, what Bernie but thought. Wife, but I, but but Bernie is like dumping his other wives and then finding some young uh, woman to uh, to uh, to engage in that kind of app. You don't. You oh, don't. I, I can't believe I'm asking this, but you don't think that could be you? No, no. If you no. made it back out onto the onto the open market. <laughs> I hope Lisa's not listening right now. Well, maybe Federer comes a calling, and then you're old news. <laughs> you're on the outside looking. Oh, in. I see what you're saying. So not, it wouldn't be your choice. Not, not by let's no, be real no, here. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just saying. If you, for one reason or another, found yourself out there again, you don't think that that could be you? So what you're saying is, if my wife dumps me, would I be would I be uh, eager to uh, to to, to uh, find a woman half my age? Correct. And incapable of such. So I could then have make babies with uh, said. <laughs> okay, this is one of the most awkward conversations we do, we've ever had. Jarrell Bradley is coming up next. Let's but of just, course, uh, let it speak for itself. All right? We're at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Tom is here w- with us once again. And Tom, I'm, I'm glad we're going to switch the subject. I would not furniture. go down that dead end road. Nope. For anything, Not so a that good conversation idea. is never happening. It's with over. Me. <laughs> it's over. All right, what are we doing? What are how, we? How about no with? credit, no problem? Yeah, I like that. Because credibility is out the window when we start talking about that stuff. Fact. That's fact. Hey, we have a hundred days, uh, same as cash, no credit necessary. All you have to do is have a job and an income and a checking account. We'll get you approved. Uh, and why would you want to be approved? Because we have deals that are so low, it will blow your mind. We're going to go back to uh, our gym of right. a manufacturer uh-huh. and talk about some of the deals we talked about our first break. I've got this incredible 108-inch dining table. The table by itself is normally $3,200. Internet sale price, 1920 bucks. We're selling it table and four chairs for 599 bucks. Beautiful. That is a gorgeous table, solid hardwood. We have another one that's this, it's, it's, it's its little brother, but this is a dra- uh, drowned, I'm trying to say drop leaf and round in the same word. This is a drop leaf 68-inch round table. You can move the leg in and both sides drop so it makes it so it's a very convenient table. Regular 2900 bucks on sale for $1,700. we will also do it table, four chairs for 599 then we have the special of all specials. This is a gorgeous round table with four chairs. The table by itself is normally $2,600. This beautiful solid wood baby. $499 table and four chairs. Uh, let's move on to what I think is one of the most beautiful pieces of furniture we've had in a long time. And this is a gathering height table. Uh, last week we advertised the the butterfly leaf, the gray contemporary. This is a very contemporary table. It's regular thirty two hundred dollars. We're gonna do table, the gorgeous table. It's like eighty four inches long, counter height with four bar stools. Seven ninety nine instead of uh, it's like a thirty two hundred plus three hundred dollars per. Chair. 
We're talking that's seven ninety nine plus thirty two hundred. That's forty four hundred dollar deal for seven ninety nine. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible deal. Uh, once again, how about our solid uh, mahogany bench? Uh, Looking right at it, it's beautiful. Gorgeous, regular uh, nineteen hundred bucks on sale for twelve hundred bucks. One ninety nine. Beautiful. There's two left. I've had two people call say that they want it. We don't hold anything unless you want to pay for it. So anybody who wants this bench, it's gorgeous. A hundred ninety nine bucks. And then we have um, the pillow deal. We just had somebody buy two pillows, regular uh, 99 bucks, memory foam gel infused. Beautiful thing about it, it's got a cover that you can zip off and wash it. Oh, nice. That is nice. 19.99. Wow. So that means we have 25 left because we had 27 of them. All right. Come and see us. We'll Do be it. here all weekend. All right. 86 East University Parkway. He is Tom from the warehouse again here in Orem. 86 East University Parkway. Jarrell Brantley joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.